I have a lot of friends who are pet people. One such good friend loves animals so much, he's had several snakes, geckos, and other pets of the reptilian variety, four rescue birds, numerous rescue dogs, and the list goes on and on. Now, he's not in this episode, but Andrea Alefi is, and she helps us to the freedom and passion that gets experienced and expressed through travel with her dog. Even the dog gets to experience and express freedom and passion in her travels. So in this bonus episode, we hear from Andrea about Mooney, the star dog, and how he makes his debut. She shares with us how he literally transformed a particular environment at a dog park. Our dog was like, was like the leader of the pack. He was like, yep. He got there and he turned into Hollywood star dog. I'm not kidding. Also, she shares a little bit about her plan to get back to some solo travel adventures and the benefits that come with that. Andrea Leafy, as you heard in the previous episode, has traveled on every kind of imaginable vehicle. That includes RVing, ATVing, helicoptering, ferrying, freight training, and hitchhiking. She travels for adventure, she travels as a means to stay still, and she finds that travel can be a great method of finding yourself, if not even finding somebody else. This is Antonio Goodwin, your host, and you're listening to Freedom Now Travel, Express Yourself. Here we share inspiring stories about freedom and passion expressed and experienced through travel. So get ready for takeoff, buckle up, here we go. So uh, Andrea, one of the things you talked about in your road trip is that you have a dog that, that goes with you. And it was um, a fantastic trip to have the dog along. He was easy going. I'd love to know who along your trips, maybe one or two people that you met that you felt, wow, this was really an impacting moment, or there was something about the moment that was memorable for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, before when we were going cross country on our different trips, we didn't really stop and talk with a lot of people, sometimes because we were in a hurry or also because John's deaf. We're both using sign language, so we're not talking or overhearing other people and people aren't talking to us. Or we didn't really go into a lot of places to talk to people because it was still COVID, kind of doing our own thing. But then when we went cross country with a dog, things changed because we realized everywhere we went with our dog, people would want to come. Who's your dog? How old's your dog? Oh, your dog's so cute. Is he a puppy? other people with dogs or even just curious people. So Mooney actually really brought America to us. And before you know it, we're chatting with people, especially other dog owners, because if you travel with a dog, you got to take your dog out. You got to give your dog a break. And we didn't want to just go in a little parking lot and come back in five minutes. So sometimes we would look for dog parks. So as we traveled, we'd Google up a dog park. And we did. We went to a dog park here and a dog park there with the other dog owners. Mm-hmm. But the coolest place we went, in fact, I can't wait to tell you about it because then there's a great punchline at the end, which I want to tell you, which is um, when we were visiting friends in Naples, Florida. So one, one very deliberate stop we made on this trip was to go to Naples, Florida and to spend two days and two nights there visiting some of my very oldest friends, Jim and his wife, Gabby, and his sister, Terry. Terry is one of my oldest friends. I grew up down the street from her. Naples, Florida is where we stopped and made some time. Now, my friend Terry has cats and dogs and is always big 
been a big animal lover. So when we talked about going to the beach, she said, well, there's a, actually this one place. It's a dog beach. It's oh, just wow. outside of Naples, a uh, little ways down the road. And it's just for dogs and dog owners. So I said, well, let's go there. Antonio, so single-handedly one of like the top favorite things in the entire 5,000 mile journey was this dog beach. Wow. The first, it's kind of like a mangrove. So you go in and you're walking, 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 and the water's really shallow. And it's like the trees coming up from the, you don't know talk about like a mangrove. Yeah. And, um, so you can't like. So the trees are in the water and they're coming up from that. And you're, you're literally wading through water. In the park. Yes. And then you get to this amazing beach mm-hmm. that's self-contained and perfect for dogs because there's nowhere to escape to. Wow, like wow. it's kind of an enclosed beach. And everyone there has a dog off leash. So you can take your dog off the leash. The dogs can play in the sand, go in the water, which was shallow all the way out and warm. So perfect for dogs. Our dog was like, was like the leader of the pack. He really? was like, yep. He got there and he turned into Hollywood star dog. I'm not <laughs> kidding. We took him off the leash and he went, he was like galloping, galloping past all the dogs. Literally all the dogs turned their heads. Who's this? He went around every dog to get their attention. So he like approached every dog and he was like galloping, galloping. And he stirred them all up and he brought them all into the water. He was like the star of the party. Wow. So that yeah. energy, whatever he was carrying is uh, like carried the day for them. It sounds like he brought it, he brought it. And all those dogs were just sort of lazing in the sun, sleepy. Mm-hmm. And their owners were sitting there lazing in the sun, sleepy, getting a tan or playing with their phone. It was all like really quiet and chill. <laughs> and our dog just shook it all up. And, and every, all the dogs went in the water and all the dogs started running. And then we went in the water and they're all just playing and romping and jumping in the water. And people are throwing balls. I mean, this was so amazing. I thought about this the whole drive. And when we got to Riverside and we finally parked, and we had a couple of days. I told John, next year we're going to Naples, Florida. Wow. We're going to spend a couple of months because I'm going to go to that dog beach like every day. <laughs> That's all I want to do now. So I'm going to. What about that did you really enjoy? Other than seeing your dog literally turn stardom on and shine, what what about it? What was the interaction with the folks, the other dogs that really worked for you? It was neat to talk to other dog owners. And, you know, as we've had a dog, you know, even here in New York and also when we travel, it's a great way to talk to people you might not otherwise. It's, it gives you common ground, something to talk about. It's fun to help your dog meet another dog, get those play dates going. It's like, you know, we don't have kids, but I can imagine for parents, you know, you find this whole other life with play dates, looking at schools and the things you're gonna buy your kid. You know, we're doing that now with our dog and traveling with a dog, it gives a little more, more of a dimension to it, otherwise being just me and John. Now we have something to take care of and love and play with. So when we're traveling, it's not just about us anymore. It's about us and Mooney. So we have to think, you know, where would we like to go and where would Mooney like to go? But yeah, it is nice to, to meet other dog owners. And who knows, you know, if we say we were to like park the RV somewhere for one week instead of just one night, well, there would be a sense of community there. Mm-hmm. People would come out and gather around the fire. People would be at the lake or swimming. 
Maybe you would like strike up a conversation, make some friends. Maybe you'd find out that they go there every year and you'd go back next year. It's been a little bit of a, of a door opener, I think, for us is a good way to put it. it but this dog like beach, going back there, I tell you what. Period. That is on the list, right? Yep. <laughs> Definitely to return to. Yep. So you bring a different dimension when you add pets with travel. And it sounds to me that there's a, an expression of freedom and passion for your dog to even experience travel in such a way that you get that sense of, of I guess, a joy, yes, satisfaction, because you get to see your dog, Mooney, really enjoying these varieties of spaces. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I wanted to add... You know, I got so busy talking about all the great places we've gone. I'd really like to go back for a second and address, you know, why we do this much travel. Like, what's mm-hmm. what's in it for us? And why are we doing it? Well, you know, fortunately, because he and I are both interpreters, we're both self-employed, independent contractors, which you well know, mm-hmm. gives you the chance to take off whenever you want. Listen, I'm grateful and relieved. I don't have a nine to five and I'm not limited to just two weeks vacation a year. We, you know, we only get paid when we work, but if we want to say we're taking two months off this summer to drive around Colorado and go hiking and swimming and not work at all, we can do that. Mm -hmm. So the freedom for me is knowing, you know, I can work when I want. And in that free time, if I choose not to work, I can travel. And when I'm on the road, I'll tell you what, I take my phone, I turn it off and I put it in the glove compartment. So I am free in every possible way. My body is free. Mm. I'm on the road. My mind is free. My spirit's free because I'm I'm content just looking out the window at the blue sky and the little towns going by or the square states and the cornfields and the beaches and the gas stations and Walmart stores even don't look so bad when you're on the road, you know? <laughs> so there is that sense of being on the way and not having to be there or having to arrive in a particular time that gives that sense of freedom. At least that's how I'm hearing what you say too. You are hundred percent right. That's correct. You know, where are you here? What time is it now? Love that. Yeah. Where are you here and what time is it now? We'll pause here for a brief message brought to you by The Interpreted Life, LLC, committed to creating a world where everyone thrives using life design and intentional living. Maybe you or someone you know is figuring out life's next moves while in the midst of a change that you want to make or that you have to make. We coach people through that process by helping them live better, fuller, more extraordinary lives through sustained moment-by-moment thriving. The Interpreted Life, creating a life you love and living that life with passion. For more information, go to www.theinterpretedlife.com. So speaking of that, I'm going to shift a little bit. I'd love to know about solo travel. A lot of the things that you and I have even discussed over the years since we've known each other since I believe 2006, somewhere there. That's right. That's right has been work travel. So we're not going to necessarily talk about that work and travel and, and ways to, to have a blast doing that, like yeah. we get to experience. But there was uh, something you mentioned before in, in one of our conversations about solo travel. Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? That often people don't like to travel by themselves and there are people who do. 
have you done any of that type of travel? So the last, no, very little. No, I'd say that in my, in the last 20 years, all of my travel has either been with my husband, John, or my closest friend, Jamie, and then maybe a little bit here and there with another friend. And I like traveling with, with both of those people because both of those people will do planning. So I have had the luxury when I travel with Jamie or John to just go, where are we going? Cool. <laughs> How do we get there? How long does it take? Where's the hotel? Cool. Not my problem. <laughs> and there's a freedom in not having to be burdened with planning. Mm. And one of the things I started telling you before was I know I need to challenge myself with solo travel. No, I don't love it, but I want to challenge myself and I want to get that blood from that stone. I want to come through the eye of the needle mm. and I want to feel that I have accomplished that goal because I know there's something on the other side. And, you know, also I don't want to lose that muscle. So actually this summer we have obviously another cross country trip planned mm. and we are going to be away for two full months during that two month time frame. I have solo time carved in. So it's going to be two months in total, more or less. And of that time, I have three weeks of solo travel broken up into two phases mm -hmm. to accomplish two different goals. So this summer, uh, the two solo trips are I am driving cross country alone with my dog because I want to do that. I want it to be just me and him in the car. And I want to be responsible for all the pieces that are needed to drive cross country with a dog to from here to Colorado. So I'm going to do that for a week. And then after I meet up with John and we do some traveling, I'm going to drop John and the dog off at his parents' house. And then I am going to be completely alone for a two week trip. And that'll be the longest trip I've ever done alone in many, many, many years. It'll be two weeks and I'm going to drive from Southern California, taking my time, visiting friends along the way, all the way through California, Oregon, Portland, more Oregon, Idaho, and then back to Colorado. So I have a big trip this summer that includes two solo plans. And I'm really excited, one with just my dog, and then one where I get to travel and see friends that I haven't seen for years. That's awesome, Andrea. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing some type of pictographic journaling in your travels, something. I'd love to see what unfolds for you. I am curious, what about solo traveling and your planning of it? Are, are you looking to, to discover it? Like when you say there's something on the other side going through the eye of the needle, what do you anticipate being on the other side? I have a hard time making choices. When you travel alone, you have to make all the choices. What time will I get up? How long will I drive today? What am I going to eat for lunch? When am I going to stop driving? Do I want this hotel or that hotel? I have, a, I have a hard time making choices. And so when I travel with someone else and people make those choices, again, there's freedom in that. I want to do this trip and feel empowered that I can make those choices and to not stress about them, mm -hmm. but also to make good choices, but to not overthink the choices. 
And I think everything I learned on that one week trip with my dog will be applicable in every other way in my life. And it's part of that self-discovery path that we're all still on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's it. I, I want to feel the accomplishment of um, doing a good job, having a good time, making good decisions, not overthinking them. Balance. Mm-hmm. Balance. With the balance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I really am intrigued by the idea of having your trip actually and the process of it actually show up in your life as a benefit, meaning whatever you do in the planning, whatever you do in the enjoyment is going to show up in your life in a way that that you're looking forward to. Yeah, I hadn't even considered that. Yep. That's awesome. You've been listening to Freedom Now Travel. Express yourself. We just heard Angie Alefi talk about the freedom she experienced while RVing and hanging out at a dog park on the beach in Naples, Florida. Mooney, her dog, stole the show, became leader of the pack, and brought the fun and the sun with him that transformed everyone in that space, including and especially the dogs. Apparently, we all need to take a dog to Naples, Florida to go to that dog park and enjoy that space. Be on the lookout for this Friday's episode. I left my heart in Honduras. Darren Reed shares with us what it was like as a young man living in Honduras for four years. I love that you bring that up. There's something to be valued in the memories. Yes, and I have often journaled after a trip or even in an experience. A good friend who was a mentor told me to do that because to be able to go back, the time machine effect, to relive the experience. No one can take that away from me. That's what makes us who we are. We're humans because we can communicate and we can remember our emotions. We can recreate that emotion. We can convey that emotion to someone else. Yeah, I'm really, really glad for this opportunity to to go back down memory lane. (laughs) So that's what's coming up this Friday. This episode is edited by Jonathan Murphy, our current student intern from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Thanks, Jonathan. And I'm Antonio Goodwin, your host. Be sure to subscribe. Find us on anchor.fm or on Spotify. Check out our blog where we go in-depth about what's being shared in the episodes. And by all means, share all of this goodness and inspiration with someone you love. I look forward to being with you the next time. Ciao for now.